0: Hello, Euphorians, and welcome to this evening's Love Island Euphoria Edition. Leave your quarantine cares and stresses behind and embark with us on a journey full of teenage drama, steamy club hookups, and even a scandalous pregnancy scare. This episode, we will all hold our breaths with anxiety. Will Cassie and McKay pull through? Will Kat leave her sex work in the ashes and rise to her true love? Will Jules come running back to Rue with open arms and leave stinky Anna on the island to survive on her own? Will Rue ever take a piss? Well, lay back in your hammock and go for your inner cat and make a pina colada. Because on this edition of Euphoric Love Island, only some will survive. Stay tuned, bitches. This episode is about to get wild. Hello, Euphorians! We are back! And it's still quarantine. What a shocker. Nothing's changed. Um, Alex and I are still here in New York City trying to make sure, you know, people are staying safe, staying inside, but that doesn't seem to be happening. So I think this is going to go on much longer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went outside this week for the, the grocery run, and... Last week was the first time I was like, oh, it's noticeably getting better. Like, almost everyone had face masks and gloves. No one was out. And then this week, that was all wiped to shit. And there were fucking tons of people out. (sighs) And not only were they out enjoying the nice weather, they just said, you know, fuck it. Gloves and masks. That doesn't... We don't need that anymore, right? Yeah.
0: Like, we were saying, it's just stupid. At this point, like, you could literally do a simple Google search. You don't even have to Google search. It's fucking everywhere. You watch Hulu. There's an ad about covid you I don't know you're on your phone it's everywhere it's literally everywhere so there's no excuse like stay home like please if you're listening stay the fuck home especially if you're you're in New York City like anywhere great stay home but please my god we're ready to be honest actually if
1: you're in New York City and you leave come see us so I can fucking kill you <laughs> and remove you from the amount of people that are fucking up this situation in this city.
0: It's awful. Well, we don't want to start out on a Please negative note. I mean, Our that's just reality. address for... Okay. <laughs> All right. Reality is setting in, though. We're still in quarantine. I fucking, like... I don't know what I did. I, like, pinched a nerve in my back, so I'm so sorry if I've been kind of lazy on the socials, but, like... Oh, I can please. literally barely move. I'll, Lazy I'll like, on the
1: socials equals like 10 stories a day for you. I
0: know, but like, I sincerely feel like a piece of shit. I just have been laying in bed drinking wine because that's all I can really do. And I don't even know what's wrong. Um, I think I just pinched a nerve. I literally just went to put pants on, collapsed to the floor and like started crying. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm like a grandma. I think I'm just getting old. But yeah, I tore my back out or whatever you want to say. Old. Broke back, bitch over here. But anyways, despite my life being so pitiful and depressing and sad in quarantine, it seems like Euphoria kids are just... I don't even know if thriving is the right word. They're all having very unique quarantines, it seems. Yeah, give
1: us the update on the Euphoria cast and their uh, their quarantine activities. You know what,
0: Alex? I will absolutely do that. And I even took a couple of uh, bullet points here because everyone's doing some weird shit. We've hey. got... You know what? First of all, the queen herself, Zendaya, finally comes out of the... How uh, okay. oh, the woodworks if you would all the fans are freaking the fuck out okay like I've seen the most ridiculous things being written on Twitter and on Instagram and like I love our fan accounts I love everyone that follows us like I really do but some of their like conspiracies on why Zendaya is not tweeting is just like so stupid like give her her privacy like she's dating Jacob Elordi it's like it's quarantine they're if they're if they're dating, they're to, I don't even think they're together because he's never in any of our stories. But who cares? Like that's not why she's not coming out. She's not coming out. Cause she's staying in her fucking house like everyone else should be doing. But everyone's like, oh my god, like she just needs her privacy. Like give her her time. It's like she is living the best life. She's waking up every morning, putting on a face mask. She's drinking by the pool. I'm sure. Like I don't remember. She she's twenty two. So yeah, she's of age. She's having a great quarantine. Trust me, she's not like depressed. Everyone is like acting like she's depressed or like. Something bad is going on. It's like, praise be that she's off social media. Like, that's great. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that should be celebrated, if anything. But it has been fascinating Uh getting into the world of euphoria and seeing... Like the depths of the conspiracy theories about (gasps) Zendaya not posting on social media. It's nuts. They're so worried about, and they don't need to be. This is a crazy concept, but maybe Zendaya just doesn't like posting on social media that much.
0: That's crazy, Alex. You're fucking crazy. No, she's depressed, bipolar, (laughs) and has a horrible life. And she's so worried about dating Jacob that she doesn't want to post on Twitter. I mean, it's so silly and stupid. It's
1: fascinating.
0: But she did come out with her assistant Darnell. Don't ask me how. I know that i've been looking at all these fan accounts so much lately that i feel like i know zendaya's life in and out but she uh was absolutely thrilled as all of us were because beyonce and megan the stallion put out a savage remix so she was like dancing to it and like just having fun and then she posted like another one of her in her face mask being like hey how's everybody doing oh my god you would have thought like <laughs> uh, we got a new president i mean everyone was like so amped it was great and we love Zendaya, so like, good for her. Fun. I'm glad that she's like living her best life. Honestly, like, I already knew that was happening, so I wasn't sitting there like everyone else, going, "Oh my god!" But like, great. I'm happy for her. Um, then we've got her uh, her uh, best friend over here, Hunter Schaefer, tweeting a pregnant airplane on Twitter and saying nothing, no caption, no explanation. I love. She this. hasn't been on Twitter. I mean, you read earlier. She had a tweet like from. Back in like September, saying, "Oh, I forgot my password. Like I don't, I'm never on here." So I
1: love this for Hunter. I, I do worked too. in I think social it's funny. media for years, and weird Twitter is truly great. But and what do you think is the meaning behind It is fascinating. fascinating. I love it's weird driving Twitter and Hunter Schaefer posting like a cartoon, a shitty cartoon image of a pregnant airplane in a bed is like peak weird Twitter I like celebrity how, crossover. And I Would you
0: it. feel really awful if she came out and was like,
1: oh, I was just posting my art. She actually does like art. <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> not her art. But even if she did and that was her art, I don't think anyone would feel bad because it's a no. fucking pregnant plane. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a pregnant airplane. I don't think she would be offended by everyone laughing at the i don't airplane, know what that goes, means i
0: her. was trying to relate it back to like covid or cr- whatever coronavirus however you want to say it i thought it was kind of like going into that but like then i was like no that doesn't make any sense no one's flying airplanes but anyways
1: i i don't i my guess is that there is no deeper meaning no and I, but think I love it
0: she's in la but i know she's from new york so i wonder if she's quarantining in la or new york no idea wouldn't know because all she did was all, literally since quarantine all she's posted
1: I don't know. Is that I'm gonna be keeping airplane. tabs on uh, her Twitter now, though, because yeah. I'm here for more uh, pregnant plane art,
0: fire content. Then we've got. I mean, I'll have you tell the story because I wasn't watching the live; I was busy. But Fez uh, was live. Mm, yes, or the not only Fez. the Angus. only <laughs> person that
1: I keep tabs on from the Euphoria cast is Angus Angus Cloud. And the other day, he was hanging out at his apartment in L.A. He was live streaming. Uh, and he was on live, and he was showing everyone what he likes to do with his days, which includes going to his window with a handful of pennies and he's like three or four stories up and he drops the pennies and tries to land them on the <laughs> windowsills of the people below him and you can see like on the windowsills that he's like all the pennies he's landed wow. and they've like turned black from like being out on the windowsills for so long <laughs> in the weather and so he was just there, like dropping pennies. And like, I really love. He this got for one him. or two.
0: Do you think his neighbors don't ever bring it, it up funny. or don't give a shit because they're just like, while well, he's on Euphoria? Well, he said in the <laughs> he said
1: on the live stream that none of his neighbors have taken the screens out of their windows. He's the only one that has. So they uh, might, maybe they don't even know. That's so funny. I don't know. Well, I really but they're not love opening, that for him. They're not opening their screens and retrieving the pennies though, which I would be doing. Yeah, of course. I would be like, oh, cheap. free pennies! Like, yeah, get I mean, in here. What would you do with Give fucking those pennies, pennies, Alex? God. I don't know. If you well, get a 100 of them, you get a dollar.
0: Well, I really love that for Angus. I'm glad he has pennies on hand. I mean, that's always important because, you know, who doesn't want pennies on hand? You never know what, what life situation you're going to get into. And I just, I love this for him. Then we've got Tyler. He is a very different, he's definitely not dropping pennies. He's a, what is dropping bands in Palm Springs.
1: In Tyler, real
0: life? Yeah. Oh, uh, Lucas Gage.
1: Okay, Lucas Gage who oh plays God, Tyler the Tyler the pool boy with yeah. the broken neck.
0: The pool boy yeah. with the neck brace. Um, He's really having a great quarantine. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's in Palm Springs because he's always driving a golf cart. Wherever he is, it looks like it's a golf course. So I'm just assuming. So I don't know. But he's there with his girlfriend and her mom who's really like, she's a character. Like everyone really likes her. Was she's that always the ratchet mom you yeah. showed me the other day? <laughs> she's funny though like she's really hype and she's always drinking so i feel like he's kind of in like our ideal quarantine Mm. um i have a picture i'll post of him later i feel like it's a total mood he's like in a white robe with like a martini in hand lucas is just living so here for tyler um mod's busy obviously because she's got her new show on netflix which i Mm. i'm definitely so stoked to binge like i'm gonna do it so yeah she's she's busy she has real life things going on she's not dropping pennies either um, Sydney <laughs> Sydney is looking hot. She's working out every day. I mean, she is disciplined. We found out on a live stream last week. She's been doing live streams a lot. She's really bored. Who isn't? And she only drinks water.
1: I was about to bring that up. Sydney, Sweeney seems like a great person, but I wonder a little bit because she only drinks water, seems. which makes I mean, me... we met,
0: we saw her. She's so sweet. Yes,
1: but I'm, now that I know that she only likes water, I'm incredibly skeptical of her as a person. We
0: like... don't know that though. Halsey sent her like a package for her new single out because she was in one of her old music videos, um, sent her a package with tequila in it. And I kept trying to ask her in the live. I like actually really wanted to know, like, does she drink? Like she has to have a glass of wine here and then.
1: I mean, I on. feel like only crazy people only drink water. Right? She's like, not
0: crazy though.
1: Like... Angela from The Office probably only drinks water.
0: Yeah, but Cindy's hot. Like she also did a little killers
1: probably only drink water.
0: She also posted a video a little, of her like with a tits um, a, a tits inflatable. That was a, a tits
1: inflatable. I showed you. was. that wearing, mean? She was wearing a pool oh, inflatable pool that was one. big tits. Yes, the uh, like an inner tube for the pool that's big tits. <laughs> so I thought you, know you meant she had inflatable tits.
0: I mean, Cindy's doing great. And honestly, the reason she looks the way she does because she's drinking water. She's not pounding PBRs like we are right now. So honestly, like yeah, hey. sure, that's a bummer, and that's weird but she's driving
1: we came from portland we're allowed to chug a pbr here I and there love i
0: hate beer anyways algie smith uh our mckay dude he's uh honestly doing our the McKay same dude. old shit he's just blowing his feet up with his music he is so into his music and i mean you should be like if you're an artist you should be confident and be into your music but like my god he posts his music every single day he but you is, know what though i stan algae he was mm-hmm. so sweet so i'm like you know what algae like you do you boo but like it's really funny like every day he's just posting his music
1: yeah <laughs> it's funny here i feel like this is what you need it's to cute. know about algae and his music he's the type of guy that listens to his own music
0: yeah while working like, out
1: he like posts videos of him like working out or something <laughs> with his tracks playing in the background which honestly, I feel like, like that's that's, just gonna, that's all you need to say, you know.
0: I all I have to say is, of course, I can't relate to that. I, I don't, I'm not a singer, and I don't have a recording of myself. But I want to believe if I did, I would listen to it working out. I feel like I would want to hear my own voice. I I feel like that's very motivating. I love hearing my own voice.
1: <laughs> I literally <laughs> so algae, I, I stand. But yeah. Get Anyways,
0: it. Um, Barb Cap. She's been uh playing Animal Crossing. That's really all I've got from her. <laughs> cool. Her Instagram cool. every day is just like, hey, check me out on Animal Crossing. Hey, Animal Crossing. Hey, oh look at me, mm. Animal Crossing. But honestly, Very like into
1: the Animal Crossing. I mean,
0: embrace it. It is what it is, and good for her. Quarantine, right. thriving, what else is anybody doing that's that exciting? We're not doing anything that exciting, so I can't even shit on her for it. We're making a podcast. I mean, yeah, sure, but, like, she made a fucking, you know, a star of herself by being on Euphoria, so whatever. All right. The only other thing I, I will say about, like, the live world out there outside of our podcast is uh, Light Gear did a webinar all about Euphoria. What's Light like Gear? That's a good question. <laughs> you put on the spot. I think they're like a light company, like an electrical company. Like, look it up real lighting. quick. Lighting. It's lighting because they they talk all about like the show. I, I'm so embarrassed I that you up. just asked me this. Thanks, Alex. Because well, they I shared... realized it would
1: be good to say. Like, I know. And I, I know. Don't know I should have so. done the
0: research. But you know what? They did shout me out. They. I felt so stupid. I meant to do it from our podcast account, but I was on my personal, and they shouted me out anyway. And I thought it was so sweet of them because I really loved the webinar. I watched it. It's super, super technical and informative. So if you're not like an ultra film geek, it might not be the content for you. But it was super cool. We learned so much. We'll definitely be kind of talking about it all throughout the episode, just like little things here and there. Um, But they made me focus on like the camera work, the lighting. So it was really interesting because you and I say over and over how much we love you know, how it's filmed, the, mm-hmm. the lighting. I mean, that's really what makes the show. So it's absolutely worth checking out. It is on their website, and it's on YouTube as well.
1: True. But Alex, uh, um, what is like, <laughs> like Incorporated? Was I right? A, it's company. a stage lighting equipment supplier based in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, shit, they're here in Brooklyn. Maybe we'll go see them sometime.
0: Or no, maybe we'll interview one of them. I mean, it was interesting. I mean, maybe you can do your mirror hour.
1: I mean, I'm super interested in that type (laughs) of stuff. Like, they're doing one about the Mandalorian coming up soon, which I was also super into. Yeah, it's really cool. Actually, tomorrow.
0: It's actually really cool that they're, like, doing this during quarantine. I love how creative people are being. So, you know what? I was, like, here for it. And, like I said, it's really technical. It's definitely not our podcast. They're not, like, spilling hot tea. But, like... It's, like, if you it's be, warm
1: tea. If you wanna like if you're really like into the nerdy details yeah. of like euphoria like us and you wanna listen to like how they lit like outside scenes yeah. and, at night it's and stuff, really like cool. check it out. It is cool. Yeah. I liked it.
0: So without further ado, I think it is time to dive right in to episode seven. <laughs> Should we dive right in? We need to dive <laughs> deep dive oh, right man. in. All right. This so is, cassie's uh, episode
1: well this is called what is it the trials and, trials tribulations, and tribulations of, of pee while, pee while you're depressed. depressed yeah that's a so long are, that was a mouthful it is a mouthful and this is the first episode that breaks from so tt and p yeah
0: <laughs>
1: yep nailed it so, the first one breaking from the uh the hip-hop naming structure since I know. the pilot,
0: How funny. Maybe they just woke up and they were like, fuck, we can't think of a hip hop song that would even remotely work for this. I don't
1: know. But one funny thing I did find is that when I was going back and looking at the hip hop names for the different episodes, there were articles that were trying to predict what like
0: what the, music the episodes
1: be? of Euphoria would be about based on the like hip hop song names before the show had like completely aired. And when they, someone like found like the names of the episodes and everyone was trying to find a song called The Trials and Tribulations of Trying to Pee while You're Depressed. So people were like scouring the oh internet God, thinking that that was, that was a song, song name. They thought that was a song name. So people were like scouring the internet being like, I can't find any song like name this. Like, what is it referencing? What does it mean? Because the episode had an air That'd
0: name. be a funny rap. <laughs> someone should make, should make that song. <laughs> Maybe you should.
1: Um, But yeah, so there we go. We get Cassie's little intro.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting because we get a lot about Cassie's upbringing, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, we've stanned her character all throughout this podcast, but I think we get a much better look into her life and why she's the way she is. But um, as a little girl, whoever played it, I have no idea. I mean, I could look it up in the credits, but she doesn't have any socials. Um, I looked it up. So I was kind of bummed about that. She's a cute little kid. Um, Her name is
1: meaningless if she doesn't have a social presence.
0: true. No, that's exactly what I meant. (laughs) Names mean
1: nothing, only Um, handles.
0: I loved her makeup. I praise the makeup artist per usual. It's just so fun. Um, but yeah, we get a real inside look and their their upbringing is pretty dysfunctional, you know? I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of
1: average though. Like We got Cassie's dad. He's cute. He's got the crown on. The ladies like him. The mom's charming. a little salty about it, but they say, they say he's a good guy. He's good to the mom. She's kind he's of a not, lush. She embarrasses him. Too which, much. It
0: seems like at the she end of it. She gets
1: drunk a lot. It seems like dances. at the end of it, they
0: just don't, they just shouldn't, they're not meant to be. Meaning like, she's having fun and getting drunk and sure it's like a little much, but like... If you really loved someone, you would just, like, take care of them and be like, oh, like, ha, ha, ha. But, like, it seems like he's pissed. So they're just always, like, neck and neck. Like, not. Nah. They just don't seem to be a good couple. I don't think yeah. it's... Yeah. There's nothing really more to say about that. They're just really dysfunctional.
1: Yeah. But Cassie's we see Cassie. Mom, she's she's kind of awkward. They get divorced.
0: Well, she's growing into herself. Like, you can tell that she's kind of... It's kind of cute. She's very oblivious as a young kid to, like, her... Like, she says, like, she went through puberty Obviously, Rue's narrating it, but she's, like, she went through puberty, and from what you can tell, she doesn't seem aware of it, meaning, like, her uncles are, like, hugging her, and are like, ooh, and she's like, huh? Yeah, all the
1: creepy, like, (laughs) uncles are incesting her, and it's real weird.
0: Yeah, um... It's weird, but I actually can relate, and Alex knows this story. I have the fu- oh, I have a really fucking weird family. My family is like all Mormon, and I'm not anymore. I mean, none of my like actual siblings are Mormon, but like our outer what do you call outer relatives? Yeah, like, the
1: distant relatives. The distant relatives are all Mormon,
0: yeah. um, and it's so funny, like
1: all like. I just related to this. I was at
0: my aunt's wedding in California and I was wearing like a low, a normal, like a dress, just like a spaghetti strap dress. And I gave my uncle a hug and he like held me all tight just like that and was like, ooh, like Paige, maybe you should wear a shawl next time okay a what the fuck is a shawl who wears a shawl in
1: california who wears a shawl
0: ever and if you're wearing one like what are you
1: like an 80 year old woman yeah
0: an eighth grade i was in eighth grade fuck you uncle why don't you wear a fucking shawl that's what i felt like saying i did incestor i did give him i was definitely i always hated this uncle still do and i definitely like gave him the finger and that was it like i was just like didn't want to deal with him, but, like, yeah, it was disgusting. So, no, fuck I, him. I feel Should we Cassie, call him
1: out by name and send him an no, audio fuck you? I would you. really prefer not to, Alex. <laughs> okay, cool. But, yes. Next time. So,
0: that happened to me. Um, so gross. I mean, just classic, like, piggish relative uncle uh-huh. sicko. But, yeah. So, anyways, it's very clear that she's kind of naive to it, but then learns as she grows up that it's, like, kind of something that, you know, guys are interested in and starts to kind of find validation through these guys because of her, like, Kind of dysfunctional family. Yeah, has,
1: like a, a pretty classic case of the daddy issues. Also, thing. I'm sorry if there's
0: noise, but like I am getting another beer right now. But keep talking. Get another beer, <laughs> baby.
1: But yeah, there's a. She's got the a pretty classic, like textbook daddy issues case. Her dad obviously becomes more and more distant after the divorce. He's seeing them every weekend, then every other weekend, then he's not really showing up much.
0: Um, Which is like really. He sad. has his
1: car crash and gets into drugs after being addicted Wait, to pause. the painkillers. beautiful
0: that's some asmr Um, (laughs) that's a pbr ladies and gentlemen
1: but yes yeah um, and then as he's obviously as he's drug addicted after the car crash he's you also mentioned how sad that is yeah it's just like it's so sad and common that people that have an accident um and then are on these really really heavy painkillers in the hospitals and stuff get ejected. end up later suffering like pretty serious drug addictions because they're on like medical grade opiates for so long who's well, on fentanyl too and then they basically yeah. did you hear
0: that she like yeah. calls it all out Ruda's. does
1: yeah and then they're basically like cold turkeyed so that's obviously a pretty tough adjustment if you've been having like fucking fentanyl every day for like three months yeah. while you're in the hospital whenever you want like all right Cause remember out. he could like click it by the button yeah. and you just I get mean, it. I'm sure you get like some some vicodin or some oxy or something once you get out of the hospital but like eventually like you're pretty much you're gonna be cut off eventually and totally. these people by this point have developed like pretty serious addictions to that and that's very common and it's so sad that just like having an accident or something like that you survive but then you have to deal with this other fucking yep.
0: the repercussions problem of that the like, accident
1: wrecks a lot of people's lives afterwards yeah it's Bar. so fucked
0: it's really sad. Also, they did such a good job of making Lexi and Cassie look really young in this episode, which I love. They're both like in retainers or breezes, like most mm-hmm. of the time, and it's so funny. They look really cute. Like they actually look like they're younger. So I once again, props because that I don't know. Yeah. I like did. when shit looks real. Like
1: so that. yeah, speaking of the ages too, I this was interesting because this is the first time for my like three or four watches or whatever and I think in all of Paige's watches as well, that I realized that Lexi is the younger sister. Oh, I no. don't know why, but I have always thought Lexi was the older sister and I Cassie mean, was the younger sister. We both younger can sister. say why
0: we know. I mean, I think Lexi has proven to be a little more mature than Cassie. Yeah. I mean not not, not not like astronomically so, but I, I think it's natural for you to think Lexi's older because she does come off a little well, more
1: I think it's that we see less of her and she never she doesn't do much in the show, so we don't really get a sense for her other than like the times we see her where she's usually just being responsible or chill. Yeah. So we don't really get like much of a picture I do of Lexi, feel like she so she comes babies, off as like the more. Like, you don't think she
0: babies one. Cassie a little bit though? She's always like checking in on her and kind of saving her from shit. So I feel yeah. like that's kind of more of an older sibling move than yeah, it is like that's a younger. Fair.
1: But yeah, you I, I know what noticed I mean? yeah, true. But when I was watching this episode, I was noticing that they were like in the flashbacks, mm-hmm. it was like Lexi had like pigtails and Lexi was sitting in the back seat and like yep. a lot of stuff that was kind of like making her appear so to funny. be like the younger sister, and then I was like, Oh, is she like younger? And she definitely is. She's and I didn't younger. know that.
0: So we're just learning new things. Watch Euphoria fucking 20 times like me and you yeah. still are learning new things. Left
1: and right.
0: So then what's next? I mean, we get, we get obviously the sad scene of her dad returning. I thought it was kind of funny that he was rummaging around in like the china basket. Like he was why? getting
1: like silver probably. <laughs> the silver, yeah. Do
0: you really get money from like china plates anymore well, he was for getting, drugs? He was
1: getting the silver.
0: I mean... Who has a bunch of silver lying around? I just think it's. I mean, silly. all the all the I mean, I all should the silverware. It's silverware. It's
1: silver. Wear. It's I, know, silver. I think it's, it's worth stupid something. that he was
0: like, rummaging through like the old china cabinet. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I thought he was gonna go and like take money out of a wallet or something. But... Well, drug
1: dealer. Well, drug addicts need like raw material to turn into money because huh. they can't. Like, True, they It's can't hard be, like, to sketchy. It's hard to like. Yeah. turn items into money in a non sketch I just thought that was funny. Metal is like always one of the classic ways. That's why they steal like copper wiring and shit. Totally. So yeah, he steals all the, the silverware. Then we get Cassie. She's got her daddy issues. She's seeing a lot of dudes banging a lot of dudes yep. they're all like making her do do videos for the camera do that for the camera and she's like okay definitely
0: makes alex never want to have a girl i mean that's just like the reality of it i know that like people might think that that's dramatic but that's actually like very very accurate i mean i've definitely dated guys that have pressured me into like wanting to make a video and i'm like no (laughs) yeah I'm like nah, next. <laughs> yeah, no thanks,
1: bud. Although um, that one bud had a Daft Punk poster in the background. That's true. Not that he gets much credit for that, but still.
0: No, but yeah, guys be horny. and They want those vids,
1: but and then we ladies. Got- yeah you
0: tell them thank you next
1: <laughs> well unless the ladies want to give them a bit yeah you
0: know? sure but like it's really not smart to do that anyways no matter what when you're that young because like that shit will get churned out no this is matter true. what
1: these days regardless of how into it you are it's usually not a good it's idea.
0: usually not a good idea it's just like just come on Very you don't need to do it
1: true 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 but um and then yeah we get some ice skating scenes really? um where they did some pretty impressive like camera trickery to make oh, it yeah. look like sydney sweeney is a professional ice skater
0: yeah you'll see this in the webinar if you watch it on the like your website um they talk a lot about how they literally built a contraction or a contraption that has like <laughs> like uh hockey pucks at the bottom like of the mm-hmm. whatever. she stands in it and it spins around so, in other words, she didn't have to learn how to ice skate. I mean, she probably had to, like, generally know how to move around, but, like, not much because they just have her spinning yeah, on this fucking Yeah, basically they, like,
1: would spin her really, really fast using, like, a, totally. a device I don't they think built. she had a double either. And then they would go around the... They would go bring the, the camera around her while she was spinning in the opposite way to make it look even faster. Totally. Um, they also
0: yeah, said the ice rink was in, like, Pasadena, and it was, like, super busy, so they kept having to, like... They would literally like a hockey game would happen, and then they'd start filming like right after, and then a hockey game would go on like yeah, after that. That so. probably took
1: forever to film.
0: Yeah, so, so it was just cool like, to see, and the lighting is just insane. Like they put so many hours of work into that shit. So. Yeah, we get more
1: of that disgusting yellow lighting that they love. But it works. It, it really does. does. I don't. I don't mean that in like a way that I'm critical, but it's yeah. like gross. Like
0: they talk about how it's a really sepia and like how weird. they picked those colors. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they tried not to make everything super rainbow, which. Mm-hmm. I appreciate because that's true. Like when they're raving and stuff, it's not like super obnoxious and like every color in the fucking rainbow. They stick to like a very similar color tone throughout the entire mm-hmm. show.
1: Yeah, they stick super solidly in like the the like dark purples and blues range, mm-hmm. and then for the rest, get, it's like a like, weird green. You get yellow, like the gross yellow amber. lighting, and that's so those are kind of really like the the main colors. You got yeah. your like bluey purples, and totally. Your nasty ass yellow, and that's kind of and it uh, works. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah.
0: But yeah. Um, so then after we get like Cassie's whole True, we get the credits, right? And then what's next? Yeah, we
1: get the the title card and then we're on to um, Rue is in bed depressed and she's she'd be watching Love Island. Island. Which I've never trouble watched. Peeing. You don't need to watch Love <laughs> she's Island. She's
0: not having trouble peeing. I think what you don't understand is she's having like, she's having like a, it's where you're like so depressed you literally can't even move, like that kind of thing she's not actually that's
1: having trouble peeing if Um, you can't pee because you're so depressed you can't move you're having trouble no
0: i'm just saying like she could just get up and go to the fucking bathroom but she's really sad
1: she's so depressed that she's literally unable to like get to the bathroom
0: one thing we also need to bring up is that she's not only just depressed she's in a manic state they show that her bipolar which i have a question so they obviously diagnose her Early on. And her mother knows she has bipolar. She went to the therapist in the first episode.
1: Who diagnoses her of this one? The therapist, remember? the no. so Refresh my memory.
0: So, in the first episode, her parents, when they show her, like, growing up as a kid, her mom starts, like, sobbing because they find out that she has, like, bipolar. And she's uh, has to take all these medications. Uh, yes, and she's is. always, like, counting and looking at the ceiling. So, I guess my question is... Was that bipolar um,
1: that they were diagnosing yes, her with at that yes, point? I thought it yes. was other stuff. Yes, they oh, okay. tell
0: her she's bipolar, and she's like, huh? And her mom's like, okay, honey, like, tells yeah, her what it is. Yeah, yeah,
1: I know she got the OCD thing and the anxiety Yeah, she thing.
0: has a bunch of stuff, but yeah. bipolar is definitely mentioned. So I guess right. my question is, I'm not super, super familiar on bipolar. I mean, I know, like, the, you know, the basics, but... If she's on medication, which I'm assuming she is, why is she in this... Like, Can you still get in like really manic states I mean, on your medication? Or is she just well, not taking it? first,
1: why, are you, why would you ever assume Rue is taking her meds? Sure. Rue is the last person that's going to be strictly sticking to her medication. Yeah,
0: and she also... I, i'm thinking she's probably i don't even know think if she's she usually,
1: prescribed meds but if she is she, i really doubt she's taking
0: i think one. she usually is i think jules threw her off i think her moment with jules might have made her really depressed and sometimes when people are depressed they don't do what they're mm. supposed to do like i don't meds.
1: know these seem like a lot of assumptions ah, i was going I'm to just say saying she's that, in a pure manic state and we haven't seen this yet yes agreed and i think that's interesting and i have some questions like i i mean it just it doesn't really seem consistent I it's think it's storytelling a- wise that we've gone six episodes and really haven't seen any of this like huge swing between the well, like with we haven't really seen like the manic states no. we've seen plenty of the depression but usually it's been like related to events yeah I think we it's good really they seen show this, it like, though it's more
0: believable because now we like see her literally having like this it mental is, health but issue. it also kind of
1: feels like they forgot about it until the end of the show. Yeah,
0: maybe that also that could very well be it. But also, I think it's very common that people go off their meds when they're depressed.
1: I have a hard time believing Rue was taking meds. I can't. I don't. She was in rehab. I don't think she was taking meds in rehab. She gets out of rehab and she huh. immediately starts doing drugs. I don't think she was sticking to a strict regimen of maybe. taking her meds or Her mom might be making while it. she was on fentanyl and shit, True. like go, going buck wild all over the place, and then she's sober. And I think Taru being sober would probably include not taking bipolar sure. meds. So Also, I don't I know. Like I said, I'm not
0: a doctor and I also don't know enough and I probably should have done some research before we did this episode. But I also think that... You can always relapse, meaning you could be bipolar and go off your meds and be doing great, and then you could relapse and have a manic episode. So it could be that she was doing really well and just kind of slipped away and then had a bad thing. That's
1: very true. So,
0: anyways, we see her kind of going to this manic state, which brings about her being a detective with Lexi.
1: Yeah um she's trying get, to
0: figure out this shit
1: yeah she's rue like knows what something's the fuck up is up with, with jules nate and jules so we get the great uh the detective rue and detective yes. howard you sequence. know what also
0: bums me out though i think she obsesses yeah. over it not just because she's a great friend and also loves jules but i think it's a way to distract herself from the thought the very thought of maybe jules just isn't as into me as i am into her
1: you know yeah, what I mean? It's a like, mystery. It's a distraction. It's something to focus on. Like, yeah. Of course, it's like much easier to imagine that there's some like crazy detective circumstances that need investigating. And that's why you and Jules aren't like together yeah. as opposed to it's something cute. else. Her
0: and Lexa go full force, Olivia Benson and uh, Stabler. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rue Ru has some good detective talk. She's like, keep looking, you mook. Like, saying classic yes. detective shit like that.
0: <laughs> and she calls Lexi Howard. I love that. Yeah,
1: she's talking about Morgan Freeman. smoking a lot of cigarettes. In all the movies, <laughs> which is actually great, because uh, Zendaya would be a perfect, like, female young Morgan Freeman. She's like, so funny. She's kind of a dead, like, ringer personality and, like, vibe-wise in this yeah. sequence for, like, baby Morgan She does Freeman. a good
0: job. She sells it. And it doesn't seem quirky or like out of place like i think on another show this might be something where you cringe and go this is so stupid no it's but crazy. it really
1: worked for this yeah and they've kind of set the precedent before because they've done the like they have the dick pic lesson they've had the like rude sexual history lesson so they kind of have like A established the that they like drop out of the main narrative of the yeah. show to do these kind of like fun like fun, side, quirky like, sideline things genre things which are fun they're really fun so i like that We get some, uh, after that, we get some Cassie and Lexi, um, where Lexi kind of hits her with the classic, like, fucking attractive people always, like, complaining about their looks line, like, Cassie's doing the classic, like, "Eh," kind of whining about it. To be
0: fair, what sucks, though, is, I mean, it it doesn't matter. I get why Lexi reacted the way she did, and good for her for calling her out, because it seems like this is something that happens a lot that we don't know about, meaning this has probably come up between her and Lexi. But what sucks is she's saying that obviously because she's pregnant. She's pregnant. She knows she's pregnant. Yeah. Of so course. she's like asking her sister, like, "Yo, do I like look different?" And then her sister's just like, "Oh my god, like you're fucking perfect. Yes, Shut up." Course. But yeah, I because think as we all
1: know, like attractive people that constantly complain about their appearance are like pretty insufferable. It's really and like not. everyone has their confidence issues, but like have some self awareness to know that the people around you either don't give a shit or that it's really annoying because everyone knows you're way hotter than them and they don't want to hear about you, that shit. Like, exactly.
0: You. Also, like, such Deal a petty first world problem. Like, you yeah, know bullshit. if you're attractive. Trust me, you fucking yeah. know. Cassie? Sydney Sweeney? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she knows she is. <laughs> but Cassie yep. does not. But anyways, so yeah... Good for Lexi. Um, all praise her. Yeah, I like I
1: like Lexi on that line for giving it to her a little bit. Another a reason, tough love. Yeah, another reason Lexi kind of seems like the older sibling sometimes. Like mm-hmm. she's more of the one. She's more self Giving it to her straight, giving yeah. her the tough talk. But she's
0: kind of motherly to Cassie. It yeah. definitely feels like she's the older mm-hmm. sister, but totally. she's not. <laughs> Psych.
1: Yep. But we get a little. Uh... So then after that, we get a little flashback to Halloween. We got, oh, gross. we got Daniel Tratton and Kat and Daniel, talking and having a little pillow talk after their <laughs> rendezvous. The talk. And uh, Kat mentioned something about how they dated when they were 11. And Daniel's like, we dated? And just doesn't remember. Not
0: only that, he's like, like he's such a dick about Which it. Which is he kind of not very be funny. More... He's being
1: a huge ass about it. It's honestly it's karma.
0: Of... Well, because it's karma. The reason you don't feel that yeah. bad for Kat is because you're like, you know what? You left sweet, sweet Ethan- he, it could not have taken him that long to clean up his jizz and you just left him in the bathroom he was coming back for more i'm sure
1: yeah he yeah. could
0: get it up after that i mean she just left him high and dry literally yep. so it's just like well not dry <laughs> he, did, not... he patted it with some towels
1: it's <laughs> she, fine she left him uh sticky ew, and probably lived. flaccid ew. and sticky ew, ew. is how okay. she left him
0: no um so anyways i need to get that out of my mind so please change the subject as soon as you can that was so nasty i don't want to yeah so they have
1: their little thing he this. forgets she's kind of uh she's obviously a little bummed that he doesn't even remember the fact that they dated which was very monumental i don't, I don't think
0: her. she's yes she's bummed but i think she's more bummed that she just now had sex with him it's more of a like oh mm-hmm, yeah. fuck
1: yeah like, she like thinks that this was like a power move and it yeah. was like. We used to date and you broke up with me and now we're fucking. And it's like, he doesn't, he he literally doesn't even remember that you guys used to date. Exactly. The power move didn't really work out. Um, But now we go to the, uh, we cut to the the meeting. The meeting of the minds that Cassie has called. She's like, the knights of the the round. She's doing like the the mafia boss thing. She's called like the heads of all the families to have a sit down. And they're going to talk about some shit. And it's great. I love this scene. No, it does
0: not go well, but I do love this scene. It just shows everyone's character, like, so accurately, and it also kind of, like, gives you a summary of where everyone's at. Meaning, like, Cat, for instance. Like, Kat flips out on Maddie, which I love. I think, honest to God, the whole show, Maddie's never called out for being a bitch, so mm-hmm. I love that Kat's just like, fuck you. All you do is talk about yourself, your stupid boyfriend, who is Nate, and like, yep. you know me, I love Maddie, but also like she needs to be fucking told that. And so I think she needs serious, like she needs is never going to, Cassie and Lexi are never going to go up against Maddie. So it's like, it really is up to Cat at this point. And BB's just juuling and doing I her mean, own fucking thing. I mean, who
1: knows? Thing. But yeah. Bibi uh, has a great line. Yeah, they get cat and uh cat and Maddie are getting into it. They're calling each other out for being bad friends, and they're talking shit. Maddie
0: calls her a cunt. She's like, "When did you stop being <laughs> yeah. so funny and turn into a real cunt yeah. or something like that?"
1: Yeah, and BB's like, "Oh, Worldstar," <laughs> which is a great. Uh... I
0: didn't know what it was.
1: Yeah, Paige didn't catch this reference, but World's it's a reference to WorldstarHipHop.com, which is like this hilarious website that's been around for fucking ever, and it's basically like Ratchet YouTube. It's like fight videos and like hip-hop video premieres and like strippers twerking (laughs) and cars like drag racing and like shit like that it's just like ratchet like ratchet videos once again Um, so here for bb it's fucking great i love world star but because of the fight when whenever people fight getting fist fights People like video it and then put it on World Star. So it's now tradition to yell out World Star whenever when people are like, gonna fight. Whenever people, like, yeah. okay. people are fighting. Okay. When people are fighting, you yell World Star. I mean God tip.
0: God bless <laughs> Bibi. I'm she literally gets no justice. She needs to be in more episodes. She's so funny and she's so accurate of a high schooler. So like I'm so here for her. Also, side note. I, like, literally want it to... I want to make it our goal to get her on the podcast. I have so many questions for her. I want to bring her to light. I want her to be in season two more. Like, I hope we can help her with that. Yep. I adore her. And also, I'm not making this up. So many of our fans have DM'd being like, hey, we want to hear... We yeah. love that you, like, call her Julian Janice and that you, like, yeah. love and support baby. Julian
1: Janis, our girl. So, hey, we're going like to try. She's the forgotten... What do you Boogie call it? Bebe? The forgotten son? The prodigal yep.
0: son. She needs to be brought...
1: <laughs> the we're, prodigal daughter. Uh-huh.
0: I just love BB.
1: Look, we're going to try and we'll keep you all updated on our efforts. We are going to actually are gonna try. try. Sophia, um, if you
0: hear this, we're trying. Yeah. But then so, moving on. So yeah, Kat Kat so the meeting up. doesn't go very well. Cassie no. had
1: hoped to call her friends here for advice on her, like, kissing Daniel and on her pregnancy. And she doesn't even get to the pregnancy because everything implodes. Because Kat and
0: them. Maddie are so selfish. They get into this big Yeah, they just fight. get into a
1: huge fight about who's a shittier friend. And then Kat walks home crying. Um, well, to be this, fair, like I said, well, I
0: always take Kat's side. But I'm like, you know what? No, Maddie brought it up. And Kat needed to defend herself. She wasn't, like, trying to detour the conversation from Cassie. She was literally yeah, just like, Maddie, I, fuck you. I think bye. they
1: both... Or i think they both have pretty valid points i mm-hmm. think they've both been kind of shitty friends in their own ways and i both of them are kind of calling each other out for shit that's yeah, valid that's so. evident. But, but anyways cat walks out um <laughs> and there's this really I'm funny shot laughing. where she's like <laughs> walking down the street and crying and from behind i didn't know that it was cat because she's dressed like a 45 year old woman and i was so, no. literally like who is this what I is this scene what are we cutting where, to where you get the 45- and then they pan woman. around to the front and she's cat
0: I don't know where you get 45-year-old woman. I get, like, dentist. Like a she dentist has, like, a assistant. frumpy
1: trench coat and, like, mom jeans. And, like, I don't even remember. But I just yeah. was like, what is this character? Who's this mom walking down the street? Aww. And then it's Kat.
0: I know. Sorry, but I, Kat. I don't even want to, like, trash her outfit in Bad this part. Because this is the most sad I've ever been for Kat. And this is actually, I think, um, Barb's... I was
1: much more sad for Kat when she was doing tiny dick diaper man shit. Really? I was That wasn't. was a low. That was the low, low. Ugh,
0: I was not. I Barb did great... I I think emotionally she acted the scene very well. It, like, made me, like, really sad. Because I I told you, what always pulls my heartstrings when, like, kids are bullied or, like, aren't happy in school and, like, aren't confident. Like, that just, like, kills me. So, I just think it's so sad because it's the first time we really see Kat fall apart. And I mean fall apart. Like, she's bawling her eyes out. I think she feels ostracized from her friends. And, yes, I know you're right. She's kind of done it to herself. But also... She's very lost and her friends are not really that fucking helpful looking at their tits in the mirror, talking about how much they want to bang dudes at parties and how they care so much about their appearance. It's kind of hard to like be in a friend group like that and feel validated and feel supported if you will.
1: Yes. Very true. Um, And as, yeah, I mean this. I mean literally Maddie in the first episode is looking
0: at her tits in the mirror.
1: Yeah. I think I said this like much earlier in the podcast, but like these characters are not good people. Um there is almost no one on Euphoria that you could through and through say is a good person there's there's maybe a couple really? I think there's a few, but about, that's, for the most part, these are not very, they're not very good people. I don't think
0: we should go down that path, they're not because, necessarily because like finding like good a good friends, person is really hard to do.
1: That is very hard to do, but these are at the best... Because I would
0: say some of them are good people.
1: At the best, this is a group of pretty sus people with some pretty serious problems, and most of them are not very good friends to each other.
0: True, but they're also in high school, let's remember. Yeah, I mean, I'm not
1: like... I'm not going to go crucify him for that's it. pretty harsh. But this is a show about people <laughs> with a lot of problems that are yes. not very good to each other. Sure. Um, that's, that's a
0: better way of wording it, though. I wouldn't say everyone's not a good person.
1: I think a lot of the people in Euphoria are not necessarily good people. They're very interesting characters, agree to but disagree. many of them are I mean, not many necessarily of them are good people. people. But anyways, um, it's interesting. <laughs> but anyways, but anyways also I strongly disagree with one. Anyways, other. this is not a great friend group. This is there's a lot of toxic oh, like relationships in this friend group. There's a lot of lack of valid support yeah, and maturity. But they come this is like a at the end. Eh, I mean, they have like a a moment at a prom where they're all like, "Oh, we're friends." Like, but it's like you all have been half of you have been shitting on each other. Yeah, true. You haven't been there for each other. You haven't done this. You yeah. haven't done that. They're kind of like a pretty That's good. like High school. they're a pretty loose conglomerate of associates. True. None of them are like real like ride or dies for everyone. Some of them have their own like yeah. one way, two way relationships with one or two other people that are strong. Totally. But as a group, this isn't like a super strong, supportive, like loving friend group. It's a kind. <laughs> of a shit show it's no, a hot mess
0: it's Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants it's a big hot mess they're all very close <laughs> I love it
1: Julian Janice is there yelling world star while two like I close know. friends are imploding <laughs> their relationship like so. yeah okay I get yeah. it I get
0: it moving on Cal and Nate have this like little I don't even know if you want to call it a heart-to-heart they're so fucking weird
1: yeah it's a really like tense tense uh conversation they're not like it's not a cool conversation it's, it's very the house, tense right yeah Nate gives Cal, like, an aggressive, like, man, like, shoulder bump, like, uh, but basically Cal Why does it even
0: come up, do you think?
1: Cal's, like, sitting on Nate's bed or somewhere where Nate can see him, like, awkwardly. I forget whose room they're in, but it's, like... he slams
0: the door shut. He's, like,
1: sitting awkwardly and, like, looks at him when he comes up the stairs, so they have a little talk, and Cal is basically, like, hey, I know you, like, got out of this. I don't know how... I know it was probably <laughs> sus. How? With you. He got out of it. because No, he got out of it because he blackmailed Jules and Tyler into going to the oh, cops.
0: Oh, you're right. So I mean, I know that. Cal I was thinking, is like, like, So he doesn't know. I forget. So he like, doesn't know has no how. Idea. So
1: Cal is like, you got out of this. I don't know oh, how. God, i got to get it. He probably knows it was sus, but he uh, his line is like... He's like, I don't want to know. His line is, I hope this didn't teach you the wrong lessons. Well, it um, did, Cal. And it's like, well... <laughs> What the fuck do you think, Al? Like your entire life has been teaching Cal, has been teaching Nate the wrong lessons. So of course he got out of this in the wrong fucking way. He didn't learn any lessons. No. He just learned to keep manipulating the shit out of people to get what he wants, which is what you taught him. And
0: it's he didn't have so a parent to guide him through learn. it. He didn't have anybody. Also, fuck Cal no. for like having this episode where he's all vulnerable and like, oh, I just want to like be better to my sons i wonder if they're affected by me fucking whore like yeah and then he's putting like the intimidation in the routine
1: on nate and like judging him and shit it's yeah. like what the fuck why do you think nate is equipped to make good decisions about how to handle this situation in the first place all you've taught him is like fear of shit and like paranoia <laughs> and aggression like of yeah. course he knows he's not equipped to handle this the right way like i know you it's set so him weird up for failure cal and it's I your just think fault it's weird if that... you want to fix it now you got to come in and like try to rewire some shit Like, you can't just come in and expect him to, like, have it together. I just think
0: it's weird that he got this little pity party in the last episode. And as a viewer, especially the first time, you kind of feel... You don't feel bad for him, but you're kind of like, oh, interesting. Like, he does have a little side of him that kind of, like, cares what his boys think of him and, like, how he's affecting them by doing mm-hmm. this like side shit. And then he goes in and like is so rude to Nate and is like, I hope you learned a lesson. It's like, oh, go oh fuck yourself. I hope you learned a lesson when you were off with Morocco Menaca. in the motel. Monaco. <laughs> <laughs> when you were off with Monaco doing your little menage yes. a trois with cooked champagne. Like, yes. fuck off, Kyle. Oh, go eat your, a a your mac and mash <laughs> in the motel parking lot. I don't want to hear another word from you, Kyle.
1: Ooh, <laughs> burn them, baby. Hot <laughs> damn. Um, that brought up two things that I would love to talk about. Very briefly. Okay. The first is that season two, I want like some Cal, some more Cal Monaco action. I want like Cal Monaco like therapy sessions where Monaco smokes crack and Cal just like cries about his failure as a father.
0: I mean, he kind of already does that, but yeah. But I want like more of
1: that. And then yeah. the second thing is that I saw the fucking funniest fan theory I've ever seen about Euphoria the other day on Reddit. Really? Which was that the little missing Jacob's son, the third young boy Beans. that's never mentioned, aka Beans. Someone thinks that Ashtray is beans. Oh, that's Ashtray, so Fez's little, leg homie. Not his little sure. But, it's his little brother. I don't think that's his brother. But they're like. Oh, you're right. We don't really know. We don't really know their relationship. But or do we? Have
0: you looked it up? Actually,
1: I don't think it's stated what their relationship uh-huh. is. We should look it
0: up and talk about it next episode.
1: Point being, that is the fucking funniest fan theory I've ever heard. That, that Ashtray, the little hood like drug dealer boy, is secretly you know, like the Jacobs family because they see Ashtray. They're at the carnival together. Like they would. They would know if that was their like missing <laughs> son. Like dealing like ecstasy out of the pretzel stand stand. they would be like um what the fuck there's our son like
0: yeah it's like i think euphorians i think euphorians are just really bored in quarantine like they're really just stressed and are like pacing their room thinking of these like theories and a lot of them really don't check out like not even close
1: that's my favorite one though
0: well then i think if i am correct i think we skip to jules right going on first we go
1: first we go back to to ruse like Tribulations, watching Love yeah. Island and trying to pee. Her trials of peeing. She's talking about. um It
0: looks so miserable too. Like watching her makes me like get the sweats because she's like it in bed awful. and she looks like she's kind of sweating. I don't know why. It makes me like it feels because it feels like it's like summertime and she's like wrapped in blankets yeah. and, and they like have can't makeup pee. on her
1: in a lot of them. Yeah, she's so glittery. it's like looking all shiny and runny and stuff. But
0: her sitting on the toilet trying to pee, right? Like uh, it's yeah. She's like. Moaning and grinding and on the toilet. It's funny. And she's talking (laughs) about. Not funny. She mentions
1: some famous people that have died while on the toilet, all drug related. Elvis? Um, She mentions Elvis, Judy, and Lenny. Um, Judy being Judy Garland, Garland and Lenny being uh, Lenny Bruce, the comedian. I don't know um, anything about him, but like I love Judy Garland. Both of whom, like Elvis, died with like drug related issues while on the toilet. They're just trying like,
0: to pee. That sucks.
1: Letting Bruce have the heroin needle in his arm. I wonder if of them were. Judy Garland was all shits. fucked up. <laughs> oh, probably big nasty no, drug shits.
0: No, no, they were probably peeing. Then we have the iconic scene where Rue just fucking gives the finger to her mom's new uh-huh. date, which. Rick.
1: Rue makes it out of the room, and there, Which, there's old Rick.
0: Rick's got some ghastly-looking snaggle teeth. Yeah,
1: he's got some bad teeth.
0: But also, he seems really sweet and innocent, but also, I was telling Alex, like, so, my dad died when I was really young, and I feel like, you just know, if you're dating the mom, and after losing a dad, like, you have to fucking know what you're walking into. Like, you are yeah. gonna be told to fuck off at some point. The kids are not gonna like you. Right. So...
1: He I takes honestly it in stride. He takes it. That's fine, what I'm saying. He takes like, it fine. He's yeah. kind
0: of. He's also just kind of a goon. I don't even think he realizes that like that happened. Like he's so like oblivious. Yeah, he's
1: kind of. But it's cute out
0: when there. the mom's like, "Oh, like his bio says," and she seems so like
1: thrilled that he like loves the yeah. outdoors and hiking. She, she found him on uh, <laughs> some dating app. Humper. She found him not on Humper. Yeah. There is no way this is Humper. She, she found is him on, him a on much like, Bumble. More, she's on a much more <laughs> chaste, like clean, civilized dating app. She's oh, not she on found Humper. him on Humble.
0: Or what's another word for Bumble? I
1: don't know. Bumble, Humble. Humble. She found Humble. him on Humble. Good.
0: It's like a mom app where you find like people that want to date. It's like date. the equivalent
1: of probably like e-harmony or something yeah right? like one of the like Or
0: easy cupid or
1: <laughs> easy cupid okay cupid maybe a little uh j-date a little christian mingle yeah a little christian farmers Mangle. only
0: Farmers Only. Oh, my I God. I think she, g J- no.
1: and Farmers Only She's definitely
0: favorite. on Farmers Only because Rick looks like a farmer. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but now I'm like, he's a farmer.
1: Do you think that you have to verify your status as a farmer to go on Farmers Only? Like, do you have to send, like, mm-hmm. photos of your crops? Do you have to confirm that you have, like, X amount of, like, animals? Like, I don't
0: know. I think we should look into it. Though. Maybe to, we should make a profile. To verify your farmer status? That's actually a really good idea during quarantine. That'd be so funny to catfish people on make Farmers Only. A, a troll Farmers, Farmers Only. Well, like,
1: there won't be anybody that... A catfish though, because yeah. nobody can go no see can each other up. right now.
0: Yeah, but anyways, it's really funny. Rue just is like, "Hey, fuck you. You're also sitting in my dad's chair." Like, oh yeah, fuck she rose him. She rose him. Um,
1: also during the scene, Rue is wearing a pretty cool shirt from HDNYC, which Ooh. is a uh, clothing brand from former skater Peter Sutherland. I guess he's not former; he's still a skater. Um, but this is interesting because this is. The second time that there's been clothing from a skater's like clothing line and they're all in the same like type, which is kinda like the high fashion like skate brands, like the mm. other one was Sci Fi Fantasy by Jerry Shu. And they're both kinda like they retail like long sleeves and stuff for like a pretty high price. They sell it so like she's wearing St- designer wear. They sell it like Dover Street Market and stuff. Um, So someone on the Euphoria, like, costume department is definitely, like, a skater or has some, like to the skating world because they keep bringing Rue keeps having I mean, all these shirts have from so, like, much,
0: so many resources so it's not that crazy to think they have access to that well,
1: I don't think it's crazy but I mean someone there has the inside knowledge to like, know caption. like yeah. I don't think Rue would be Rue is not a skater Rue doesn't have the the knowledge to like no. know these brands probably like she
0: clearly doesn't give a shit how she I don't think I don't she's think like she into skating enough to be to like a large part
1: so. of my wardrobe is like skaters like brands totally know?
0: but we gotta move on because we're running out of time here. all like, right all right, right. come on move on right. from the weird skater wear
1: then we get fez fez <laughs> is taking care of his grandma her boobs hanging out he's giving her the sponge bath
0: rue's kind of losing They're doing
1: it. the thing and then fucking, she's manic yeah she wants she's there because she wants fez to fucking intimidate me uh, <laughs> um,
0: which like to be fair like that's the person to go to if you want that to happen
1: yeah, but also, like, it's kind of sus. I mean, you you shouldn't, just because he's your drug dealer and you know he has a gun doesn't mean it's a good idea to ask him sure. to scare people, but I think she you, knows to scare would, your enemies with a gun. But know? I think she
0: knows Fez would defend her to the grave. Of course, so.
1: but that's a lot to ask. you got to think a lot before you ask somebody to, like, sure. flash a gun at somebody. Sure, but you, you also know?
0: have to remember she's madly in love with Joel, so she'll do anything to get this situation put to the side. Yes, of so course. we have that moment, uh, then we move on. I don't think there's really much more to say about yeah, this Yeah, Mouse, Mouse oh, comes back. Other than the pills talking, that's funny.
1: Yeah, Rue, Rue, has, Rue experiences the pill bottles talking to her. Or? The pill bottles. Pill bottles. Yeah, they're talking to her, like, which Rue, is Rue, some really fun puppetry. Like, eat me. <laughs> yeah, I love that scene. It's um, funny. Mouse it's is different, there. too. It's
0: not really, like, something you'd expect no, I in I love the show it. at
1: all. It's great. Um, and then Mouse is there. He's pushing, uh, pushing Fez to sell more drugs and harder drugs that Fez doesn't want to be yeah, fucking with.
0: Whatever, fuck him. He's Poor so Fez.
1: Um, and then we go on to
0: Jules, right?
1: Jules' Escaping. big trip. Jules' honestly, trip to the big city. We do need going to take to LA. some time.
0: We do need to take some time on this. Though it makes sense. Jules is going through a lot. So even if we think it's dramatic, she's a high schooler. She's like, this is too much. Like Halloween was a shit show. I had to like throw someone in jail so that I won't go to jail. She's going through some shit. So she takes mm-hmm. the train to visit her, whatever, previous school friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we I literally don't care to even say the names. They're so, like, whatever <laughs> to me. I mean, her one friend is really sweet, like, picks her up and stuff. But, like, eh, whatever. Like, it's just. Yeah, I don't actually like know She's like a lot of name. rocket power. I don't I don't know.
1: I don't know. Her friend. I don't know her that name. Her I know name. Anne. And then the other Anna? girl is Anna. Anna. Yeah, the oh other girl that does her makeup her and they end up like hooking up. That's Anna. Their
0: apartment's really dope. And to be fair, you know what? Her Stumpy friend is super, super. She's a great host. <laughs> she's friend. a good friend. I mean, no, she is a good friend. She's though. a good friend. She's like catching up with her. She's super sweet. She's like, we're going to have fun. Like, we're not going to think about all this I think shit. It's
1: here. I don't
0: know. Oh, sorry. They. I'm just going to say they to be know. safe.
1: Stumpy friend. Whatever. They're great. Don't know the name. I should know the name. Good friend great friend. Uh um, yeah. Um, but but
0: their apartment is so dope. They have like these really cool clouds on the ceiling and I just yep. love it. It's they do vibey. Have cool clouds. So, she gets there. She's definitely having one of those, like, naive, immature moments where you're in high school and you're like, I, like, need to break out. She's like, in the big city. Night. Everything's
1: feeling magical. Yep. She's doing drugs. She's, like, forget ruin the drama behind me. makeup did. She's hanging out the sunroof. Yeah. Like, it's a whole thing. And she thinks she's hot shit.
0: Anna's... Fucking annoying as shit. Anna's annoying I,
1: as shit. And
0: I don't say this. What's funny is fans, hate not hate her, but fans don't like her for the reasons that don't make sense to me. Like, they don't like her because, of course, they want to ship rules so badly, so they uh, immediately yeah. hate her. I. That's not even it. If this girl was, like, more Jules type, I might be like, I mean... Yeah, you know, but it's like Anna. She's so like, oh, she's so like, she's like pretending to be so cool and experienced, and like this and that.
1: And it's like, who the fuck are you? This girl's gotta be (laughs) at most like twenty one, and she's coming in here thinking she is like. Hot, Hot shit. shit. She thinks she's the, she's the expert on like sexuality. She's trying to like school Jules on like her yeah. her sexual shit. Like she's trying to like be like the cool like I do the drugs, I do the makeup, I'll take you to the club. Like yeah, and she's I'll a total fuck off. Let it's me like, show
0: you. And it's like oh, yeah, shut she's shut, a total clown. Fuck off. Honestly, the Halloween party looked like more fun anyway. It did.
1: True. But, but then they have like an interesting conversation about, about their about the sexuality thing. Yeah. And, and Jules is using this really funny like cringy, like analogy about the video game where it's like leveling up like which is funny obliterating
0: femininity
1: Yeah, which is a cool thing. She's, like, basically... I mean, the analogy is very silly, but basically she's not, like, I'm trying to reach the goal of femininity. I'm trying to, like, obliterate the idea of femininity. Like, it's more than just, like, trying to be that thing. It's trying to, like, stretch beyond it and outside of it in all these, like, other ways, which is super interesting and very much, like, meshes with her character. The way she dresses, like, the way she acts, it's all, like... Very beyond just yeah. like aspiring to And towards as cringy as it is,
0: as cringy as it is, I love that for her. And I do feel like Jules is very confident in herself in terms of like knowing where she's at with all that. Like I think yes. she is. Um so then we get her at this like ravey club, and it's definitely like I mean it is cool. It's like it's literally what it feels like. I mean yeah, Alex have both out. been to Raves. And
1: it, it is. It's like They're out for the night. They're
0: rolling and she's rolling really hard, but like she's keeping herself like put together, but she's definitely like way too high.
1: Yeah. And um, this is where
0: we hate Anna. Yeah, Jules Ugh.
1: basically just straight up says that she's, like, too, too high, high to for shit. And then Anna takes advantage of her. And Jules is trying to text Rue and Anna's like, no, make out with me instead. And is it's being like, pretty, pretty sus.
0: I mean, can you blame Anna, though? Like, Jules is really hot, so I get it. Like, I get that she was, like, clearly trying to put, like, mad moves on her. But it's also, yeah. like, the way she did it was just not cool, not hot, and, like, kind of annoying, to be honest. Like, kind of thirsty. Like... No subtlety at all. Nah, just it wasn't like too smooth. much. No, not to me. They weren't like hot dancing and nah. then they start making out shoes, like you just said, like, was like no you're gonna make out with me tonight right. like stupid yeah in
1: that scenario you got to make jewels come to you like you yeah. can't be like the like the aggressor in that situation totally so then we have but this yeah. weird
0: hypnotic scene
1: they must be at like what like they must be at like a 18 and over like gay <laughs> club right like tiger heat or something yeah
0: we had a bar growing up or not a bar we had a club <laughs> a bar sorry. growing up sorry we had a club growing up Called Club Buzz in Arizona, where I lived. And oh it got shut God. down multiple times for just being like too ratchet and crazy. That's like, hilarious. someone brought a gun there once. Yeah. But it oh was man, like,
1: that in
0: it was the classic 18 and up. So, like, you could go it was so stupid. Oh yeah. You couldn't drink, but you could just go like, go there drunk and, like, yeah. dance and shit. When I was a
1: freshman in college, we used to go to Tiger Heat in downtown L.A., oh, yeah. which I went was there a, a big-ass gay club. It was a club. Hollywood. Like, it yeah, huge. it was fun. That place is giant. Oh, yeah. It was It a was blast super thing. fun. They had go-go dancers and shit. We'd always go all fucked up. And yeah, it was, it was a good time. So they're at some, some place, some like, place that. like Some that. establishment. Um, and, yeah, they get Buck, and Anna's kind of a fucking sketchy yeah, It's kind of weird. They start, of like, kind of hooking up, oldies. but then she
0: confuses Anna for nate <laughs> i'm
1: just kidding yeah so we i mean a... it's kind
0: of weird but it like it, it makes sense like i think it's good that they did this because if they hadn't had this scene i don't know if we would really understand where jewel stands in terms of like i she, don't think don't we get still understand
1: where jewel stands after this. i
0: agree but we don't really get any closure on how she felt about uh shy guy 118 right. being nate so right i feel this scene was very necessary yes. although goofy
1: Yes, so we have a scene they're at the club. He's
0: like Jules, I'm here. And then we have, <laughs> I think Nate was really. We there. have
1: a dream like, oh my god, we have a dream like sequence where Nate is in the club and he has some really silly club makeup on, and he doesn't. It doesn't. They didn't. They did not give him cool club makeup. They gave no, him like very goofy club. But makeup. I think they do that
0: on purpose because it's Nate, you know. Yeah, like,
1: whatever. <laughs> not to be dismissive. Dismissive. I just mean like, no, I don't I'm care. Saying, he looks silly as fuck. Like <laughs> he's
0: stupid. Uh, we can- uh, yeah, yeah
1: so he's there and this kind of we have a very ambiguous sequence of them like kind of hooking up but it's kind of angry Jules is choking him and this it's is kind of like S&M-y, but not it's like she's more a, mad than
0: she is into it but she's also like kind of into
1: it. I think the ambiguity of that scene is obviously addressing the ambiguity of her feelings about the whole Nate thing and
0: yeah and I think it's also like leading us into season two. It's like we don't really know where they're going to be, so... I don't know. And a lot of people speculate that she kind of has a crush on Nate. I think that's crazy. I don't think she could possibly have a crush on him, but maybe. I don't know. It's so confusing. Yes.
1: This scene seems to be most people's, like, jumping off point for Jules being into Nate... I personally, shy guy. personally watching the scene, I didn't take it that way. I take it more as, like, she is having to confront very her very conflicted feelings about this, which is that she basically fell completely in love with a persona, the that Shy Guy exist. persona, that hypothetically doesn't exist, but it clearly does exist somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. some part of Nate was able to keep those conversations going totally. for weeks, like, and to carry out that relationship in an authentic way for weeks so there is clearly like truth to that aspect of the relationship and then she's also having to confront the fact that nate is also just a fucking shitty person who's fucking up her life and the lives of all her friends and she's trying to reconcile like these very conflicting feelings and trying to understand how they're both like occurring within this same like fucked up person and how she feels about it, and it's yeah. all very like it's, conflicting for it's sure. very murky. It would be really fucking hard to know how to feel in that situation. Absolutely. I mean well it wouldn't, because fuck Nate. Like obviously no, it wouldn't be that hard. No. You just have to be like, yeah, fuck Nate. But
0: sure, but it no, but it would be hard to get to be, over it. I don't think it's yeah. hard for her. I think she's, she's not processing. gonna get with me or anything like that, but I think she's mourning a loss.
1: She's processing a lot here. And yeah. this is and coming doesn't up help. in a help. The fact
0: that she's also dealing with like her like her feelings for Rue, I think that just adds to like the chaos of it right. it's a lot yeah
1: and she clearly has a lot of anger towards Nate in the sequence even with the, mm-hmm. the hooking up it's, yeah it's very I mean, angry it's, yeah it's
0: not ideal. but then she wakes up with Pretty a foot hard. In her face
1: yeah she wakes up in the apartment in the morning and she's got a foot in her face so there's jules weekend she goes up on the roof she checks through
0: yeah but i like the roof scene i wanted to say like her makeup's really cool it's super neon and stands out a ton and the lighting in this scene is super dope and i can relate i told alex right before we started this episode I feel like that scene is so, I don't know, I feel her in that moment because there are so many times I've woken up at like 5 a.m. before the sun's even up and I'm still kind of fucked up, but like not. And I'm just kind of like, you can tell she has a lot of regret. She obviously immediately texts Rue and is like, I miss you more than you know. We've all had those moments where you kind of go all out at night and you're like, fuck my like, oh, like fuck that friend. You're like, ugh, and you just like go out and do your thing. And then you wake up and you're like, God damn it. And you like kind of come back to your senses and you're like, okay, like yeah. I was an idiot.
1: Yeah, like she doesn't have regrets, but she she makes up a little bit. It's like it's cute that aw. she goes up on the roof and texts through. It's cute. Yeah,
0: it's sad. But... I like
1: it. Meanwhile, back in small town, we're wrapping up like the Cassie storyline because yeah, here poor she Cassie. is. She has she's got to do the thing. She got to break the news to McKay. So she does it. She tells him she's pregnant. McKay handles it better than I think any of us, any of us would have expected, given his character throughout the show thus far. Um, Not like he handles it like stellar or anything, but he's not shitty about it. Um, I mean, he's not like amazing or anything, but he's kind of what you would expect from like a boy that age.
0: Um. Well, no, he's. I I would beg to differ. I feel like he's very supportive, and from what we've seen in McKay, he's been a real asshole all the way up until this point. He's gone through a lot, but like, he's very supportive of her. And I actually thought the reaction was going to be so much worse than this when I first watched Euphoria, so. I don't know. I thought he was really, like, sweet and understanding. He didn't, like, overreact and freak the fuck out like some guys do.
1: Yeah, the reaction's not bad, but he doesn't leave really any room for anything other than the abortion. It's not really, like, a possibility that they're going to keep it.
0: Yes, but I also think he knows Cassie well enough to know that, sadly, like... I think he just... It's like when you feel like you know someone really well, you you don't have the right to ever tell someone what to do with their body. I'm not saying that, but, like... It's like when you're giving advice to someone, you're gonna tell them what they need, what you think they need to hear. And I think in that moment, he was like, "I know you. You don't want to have a baby right now." So like,
1: mm. Cassie might think otherwise though. Because true. And she one, what did I
0: just say? It's not right. Right. But I think that was his intent. Okay. I think it's kind of like what I would do with you. Like if I woke up tomorrow and was pregnant, if I, I was feel pregnant? like I feel like you would be like, Paige, we just moved to New York. Like, do yeah. you really want to do that? like?" If what I was like, "Oh, say? but if I was like her, she's literally like, but." oh, what if? It's like, but that's like dreamland. We need to be like yeah. realistic.
1: So if I was off in dreamland, I was like, let me carry this baby. And like, you it were like, Alex, fixed. you need to get an abortion. Like
0: I would never say you need to, but he doesn't say that either. He kind of just no, assumes, no, no, but no. I would, I guess I'm saying yes, I would assume you were thinking abortion. <laughs> yeah,
1: totally. <laughs> because I
0: know you. And I'm like, yes. like I said, he knows her situation. So I think in his head, I don't think he's pressuring her. I think it's more of like a dumb, immature moment. Where he's just like, I'm assuming you're going to do this. Because, like, we're in high school. We can't afford this. Like,
1: this is yeah. not your
0: lifestyle. This is not mine. Like, I'm in college. Right, right, right.
1: Yeah. But then uh, Cassie kind of has, like, a little bit of a, a little bit of a wild card there. Where she is kind of like, I don't know. Maybe this is what I'm meant to do. Yeah. And this is probably the first time I was not on board with Cassie. Not like I have some harsh criticism of her. But throughout the show, she's like, I'm totally in line with basically, like, every decision she makes. And I was like, "Ooh, girl! Like, you can do so much better with your life. You don't need to be a teen mom. Like, you have like tons of possibility, tons of potential. Like, you don't well, not early. Come on! Like, don't settle to just be a teen mom and like hang out with McKay and his like shitty football career and have a baby. Like,
0: I also told you what I think. Can do better. I told you I think she was looking for validation. I think sometimes when people are like, I think this is what I meant to do. I think they really badly want someone to go, Oh my God, you're right! Like." yes Yes, this is what you're meant to do and then you get this like aha moment of like oh I I have an identity I'm important and I think think she didn't get that so you you can tell she's immediately like in tears and I don't think it's because she wants this baby so bad I think she really wanted McKay to look at her and be like you're a value you would be a great mom and like I think give it's, her a big that part of the,
1: it's a big part of the daddy issues thing, yes. too, where it's, like, it would be lovely, probably, in some part of her mind, if McKay and her just had a baby and he took care of her. Like, yes. that support and that structure and that, like...
0: And once again, nothing yeah, that, wrong with that, but I yeah. just don't believe it's not believable that that's what cassie would decide i think right. she was i just, think that's a
1: lot of the daddy issues thing yeah. coming up which makes sense that those two yes. things happen in the same and episode. it's a
0: very sensitive topic but yeah i just don't think it's her time but mm-hmm. i could be wrong maybe cassie next season is, <laughs> no wait never mind <laughs> that couldn't happen i was gonna say maybe she ends up having the baby i'm so stupid <laughs> but you know maybe she gets pregnant again who knows I yeah. mean, Sydney Sweeney did say the next season's going to be real dark. Round Maybe two. she has twins. She's going round two. <laughs> but anyway, so a real somber moment. But McKay, I think, really comes through and they have this really sweet, like, hugging, you know, conclusion of, like, mm-hmm. being supportive of one another. Which is, like, the first time we've really seen them thrive in their relationship.
1: So, mm-hmm. cool for them. Yep. Then we get another, uh, another step in Kat's journey into, yes. like, Weird. online financial domination where she's got this guy who's been pestering her for a skype session, he's gonna pay the big bucks finally he breaks her down and she does it she's been resisting she puts on the cat mask he and it's doesn't, so creepy. he refuses to turn his camera on he's got one of those voice like anonymizers like so he's got the creepy <laughs> yeah he sounds like batman he's got a fucking creepy anonymous voice makes her
0: take off all of her clothes and she never does that yeah. for anyone else and, and she to be fair i'm pretty shocked she did To the extent she did, I know she didn't go any further, but I was shook when she took off her corset. I was like, girlfriend, don't do it.
1: I'm honestly surprised she didn't go farther. I thought she was going to be in that life now and was going to go all the way. I was like, good for you, girl, for closing that shit down, because this was getting creepy as fuck, and I thought she was going to get drawn in.
0: To be fair, though, everyone else she was, you know, whatever, doing it with before having those conversations it was always visible and it was like guys that she felt like she could just like control because they were mm-hmm. fucking idiots pay pigs if you will yeah but this guy was clearly well, this guy in control. Is next level but like, he was in control shit, she yeah. wasn't in control oh, anymore yeah.
1: she's getting into some dark like scary, scary deep web shit what do you
0: all think i would love to hear in our dms or on our instagram what you think kat's next steps are in season two because alex and i were saying like we're really scared for her we feel like this guy's gonna come back
1: we'll see so this i mean could I, be think, like a I think killer. this this encounter is gonna go one of two ways which is that either it was cat's wake-up call and she's like woof no more of this shit for me and she goes more straight and narrow or like this really comes back to haunt her like and this guy like, or her
0: parents find out there's gonna be something that happens yeah this
1: guy could definitely fuck up her life so Scary. we'll see how that plays out we're praying out in for you cat like. we don't
0: pray but we're praying for you girl <laughs> yeah and then what else? We have one more thing we wanted to talk about. Oh, Fezco.
1: Yeah, basically the only other thing is checking in with the like Nate Fezco storyline, where uh, Rue encouraged Fezco to threaten Nate. Nate yeah. shows up to buy some drugs and a mango lacroix for Maddie, as she <laughs> so says. Stupid. Because she's Maddie. That's
0: not how you say it, right? It's lacroix.
1: I don't know what the technical, like official or is that company, janky, like white people speak to say lacroix. Is um I mean, it's, it's obviously widely <laughs> known as Lacroix. If you were guessing how to pronounce it the French way, you might say Lacroix. And I forget what the actual company pronunciation well, whatever. is. whatever. So she still knows? sounded
0: silly. I like that she asked for she cherry sounds, rolling papers too. Yeah, funny. she sounds
1: silly as fuck. Also, cherry. Ew. Just ro- just yeah. get the normal ones. Cute though. Or like great Cherries things.
0: are cute looking, but they taste fucking disgusting.
1: Yeah, cherry flavored shit is fucking nasty. And if you say otherwise, like come for you
0: okay calm down, um so yeah
1: <laughs> fezco puts the puts the threat on nate he sh- gives him the little like i love this i'm gonna kill you dog like also
0: fuck Nate for like not taking it seriously Fezco's fact, was
1: great but yeah Nate. But the fact that he's like hey
0: you're half retarded and like literally starts coming at him i'm like dude This just shows how white and suburban Nate is. He doesn't know shit about drug dealing and, like, what could happen to him. I hope season two, Mouse hunts his ass down.
1: I mean, this whole... This sequence shows the two worlds that these guys live in and what matters in these two worlds and how they operate, which is, for Nate, it's about manipulation it's about the cops using all of these things to your advantage whereas in fezco's (laughs) world it's about just like drawing a gun on somebody hitting them with a threat like no bullshit fezco's like i'm gonna kill you and they both have these different approaches to the situation and both have their pros and cons and the the pro here is that if you if fez just wants to kill nate he's gonna go fucking shoot him and the con is that Nate is the type of sly fucking bitch that's going to go, like, wail man to the cops, of the cops and rat to him, And then, obviously, Fez and Astray end up dumping all the drugs down the toilet and they're in a what hot a spot a travesty. With house.
0: That sucks. Watching them flush those, I'm like, I literally am just, like, one tear shed. That sucks. Dude, that fucking sucks.
1: It does. So, yeah, there we go.
0: So, yeah, I, I would have to say, overall, final, like, little... I don't know, opinions on this episode would be it's very different from every episode we've recapped. Um, I, I kinda said it's like a filler. I feel like there's not a ton of content. I mean, we just spent, I guess, an hour and ten minutes, so there is a lot of content, but like it's different.
1: It's, it's not a, my favorite it's a bit episode. It's not a weird episode, it's kind of a setup episode. It's like we we got the finale coming. We got to set up everybody's storylines. Yeah, Rue's fucked up from the peeing, and mm-hmm. her mom's got to take care of her. Jules is coming back to Rue from her wild weekend.
0: Yeah, it is setting up. Right. Yeah, every, it's a all filler.
1: the characters are getting set up, so it's kind of necessary. Totally. But yeah, it's, it's not it's a bad little,
0: episode. But it's a little just light
1: like, on the action, but yeah. you know.
0: But whatever, peeing sucks when you're depressed, so that's yeah. all
1: you need to know. So before we wrap things up, we'll just do our brief uh, little run through the credits to see what we've got this week.
0: Yes, please. Um,
1: this week we have the return of a character named Custer, who <laughs> I found out is the... Uh, return?
0: The... He was in the other one?
1: He is in the other one. He's the guy that accompanies Mouse when Mouse visits Fesco. Yes, yes, yes.
0: The dollar, the bands count. count. Yeah.
1: Yep. So, of the bands. Uh, yeah, so Custer is Mouse's little uh, compatriot. Okay. And um, we also have a character named Harris, who we couldn't figure out who that is. Uh, I really
0: couldn't even guess Harris.
1: Harris. Harris is played by Shamari Maurice, who is some, like, famous yes. friend of the Kardashians. Yes, yes,
0: yes. I know this. He and lives in Calabasas. Despite
1: this... Sorry, yeah.
0: No, no, no. He's just a socialite. I That's all I know. I just know that he's a socialite. He hangs out with, like, the Smith family... Kardashians, You know how they have that, like, clan of people they all, like, hang out with? Kind of incestuous. No, not shitheads, (laughs) Alex. Very important people. They all, like, hang out with one another. So he's always with them. I've literally followed him for, like, years.
1: Yeah, so despite him having, like, a big online presence, we couldn't figure out who he is in this episode, but apparently he's someone named Harris. Um... If anyone knows who that is,
0: definitely DM us um, and let us know where the fuck he is in this episode because I, I did not see him. I feel like that's just something I would, like, see and be like... I know I that person. Know. I'm yeah. like I know him that well enough. Not like because I follow him because I like him. I really don't. I just he's always like since I was a kid has been in Kylie Jenner's like Insta lives and shit.
1: Hmm. Um, also, we have creepy male relatives, which is just funny. But obviously, those are the guys <laughs> perving the out uncle. over Cassie. Yeah. Um, there's also someone called Shitty Friend, and I'm not really sure who that refers to either. Anna. So if you know who that is. No, she's billed separately. No, they
0: decided just not to even name her in the credits. She's so shitty.
1: <laughs> the only other interesting <laughs> thing in the credits is the uh, the puppeteers for the drug bottles, which is cool, because I would have assumed that that was like CGI, but those were real puppets. That's so, so cool. Badass. That'd be really
0: funny to be like, I was in Euphoria, and you're like, oh, what'd you do? And you're like, I was a puppeteer for like half a second. <laughs> <laughs> I made a drug
1: bottle talk in like a hallucination. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's kind of dope, though. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that'd be a great like claim to fame. Okay. Is that it? That's for it. credits? Alright, yeah, then on it. to superlatives. On to
1: superlatives. Best dressed. For me this episode it was jewels. Um no particular outfit like really stood out and screamed at me, but no one else was really looking great, and Jules on her worst day is better than almost everyone in this show on their best day, so, You're you You're know, so right. Jules Even again. hungover
0: with her makeup, she looked fabulous. Yeah, totally. Um, I would normally agree, but I'm just going to pick Cassie, because this was kind of her episode, and she's probably, I, the more we go through this podcast, I think she is my favorite, but yeah, I just, I thought as a kid, she had cute outfits, I liked her makeup, so yeah, not much to say there. Worst dressed? Um, I just said Anna. Only for the sole reason that I hate her. <laughs> I can't even tell you what she was just wearing, but I, I know it was I know it was ugly.
1: <laughs> cool. It probably was. Um, I chose Kat just because I literally mistook Cat for, like, a middle-aged woman walking down the street. <laughs> um, so that kind of <laughs> says it all there.
0: Bay of the episode. I put McKay. Um, I thought he handled the pregnancy news with ease and with grace, and honestly i know we already talked about it but i was just shook i thought for sure he was gonna be a royal asshole so he really came through gold star algy smith great acting in that moment (laughs) it's okay
1: i chose uh fez this time around just because uh despite the heat that comes down on him because of it and the potential consequences he still goes to bat for rue against uh
0: against
1: old stinky nate uh, yeah that's crazy he's really got her back even though it's not gonna turn out well for him so
0: he's such a good friend. what a good friend he's just a good all around he's probably when we had that talk earlier in the episode about good people like he's a good person
1: i think fez and cassie are the two best people on Most the entire moral. show even most...
0: though he's a drug dealer doesn't mean you're immoral. So it's like, no. he's just making money. Yeah. But yeah, I just had to say that. I think he actually is like a good person, like would always make the right choice. Agreed. Actually, now that I'm thinking of the finale, I'm like, fuck, he's not a good person.
1: He's the closest <laughs> he we get. <laughs> Spoiler <damn> alert. <laughs> Spoiler,
0: yeah, sorry. Fuck, I don't mean to do spoilers, but I would hope anyone that's listening has already seen the fucking show. Yeah. Um. Class clown.
1: No, well, big purple yeah, dirty rat bastard. The old BPDR. I just
0: put Anna again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm obviously not a fan. Nate is also really shitty in this episode, um, but I think it's also worth calling out that Maddie and Cat are pretty pretty big purple dirty rat bastard ish. Given that Cassie like calls a meeting for support from her friends dealing with a pregnancy. And she literally doesn't even get to announce the pregnancy because they're being so selfish and make it all about them and have a blowout fight in the middle of her like time of need. Totally. That's pretty trash. This is not
0: when you do when you're a good friend. Like you leave that shit. For, yeah, you like, got to put streets. your
1: personal shit aside while yeah. you help her friend with her prego. Just is. Not,
0: just yeah.
1: All right, class, class clown. Rue. Oh yeah, Detective Rue is hilarious. Detective Bennett. I would watch a. I would watch an entire movie of Detective Rue.
0: Absolutely. Law and Order should do like a crossover with Rue, with uh, Detective Bennett and Detective Howard.
1: I would love that. That'd
0: be really great. Um, best couple. This one was kind of tricky because we didn't really get many couple interactions. But I put Cassie and McKay because I felt once again that they were both very immature. I feel like this could have gone like really bad. Mm-hmm. Like it could just could have gone south. Yeah and why do people say that by the way could have gone south who who cares south, south is down west, east
1: down is bad up uh, is good i don't know
0: interesting i actually i mean
1: obviously south not actually technically down i literally you can never orient knew that. anyway said that out but, yeah
0: didn't know that but anyway that'd so, be yeah. my guess i don't the know that for sure goes I guess. down <laughs> and yeah i just feel like they handled it really maturely for their age
1: um, for me, it's got to be uh, Fez and Ashtray. Just be for their uh, their They're ability, not a their shoot. You don't know that <laughs> their uh, their sheer ability to get those drugs down the toilet in time. Respect.
0: Yeah, that sucks though.
1: They're good. They're a good team. They work really well together. They do.
0: They have each other's backs. And for that little bean being how old he is. Yeah, I little don't know. beans. <laughs> well, I mean, in the show, they don't ever beans say, like, how Jay old goes. he actually is. I'm like, how old is he? Is he eight? Is he 12? He's very competent. Yeah, he's very competent.
1: I would go into the drug business with him.
0: And then our favorite song. There weren't a lot to choose from, but we did have a favorite.
1: We did have a favorite. Before I get to the favorite, I think it's worth mentioning that uh, there was a song When They're in the Rave by the artist Arca, who Ooh. is. Kind of carrying over with the trend from last week, where they were really like pulling deep cuts the, from artists that related to the themes in the show. Arca is a trans artist. Um,
0: oh, really? Ooh,
1: mm-hmm. And she produced Kanye West uh, a lot of the songs oh, on shit. Yeezy. Really? Are, a lot of the best songs on Yeezy are Arca. Um, I did not
0: know that. And
1: Arca's great on her and own.
0: And Yeezy's like such a good album. Yeah, great on Damn. her
1: own. Um, but go Arca. Yeah big arca fan. Um, sounds like a whale. <laughs> but but I don't arca. love the song in this episode. So my choice for song of the week goes to Amanda La stenberg The song is called be Mine. Um yeah, her name is Amanda La with an L. I don't and know what's up with that. I don't the, know anything about her, but it's a good song. It sounds kind of It's when yeady-ish. she's like going
0: on the train.
1: Yes, this is the song when Jules is riding the train to LA and gets mm-hmm. off the train and meets up with her friend. It's chill Yeah.
0: It's a good, like, put it on while you're sipping a beer outside.
1: Yeah, it's a good song.
0: Well, that was kind of a crazy episode. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't think it's a bad episode. It's really cute because our fans already have been DMing us, being like, oh my god, I'm so glad you're doing this. This is our favorite episode, which shocks me because, like, this certainly isn't my favorite, but it's necessary and it's very well done. And it's very different from all the other ones. So it was really fun to kind of watch again and review, Mm -hmm. but... It's certainly not my favorite.
1: I like this episode more than a lot of other people. It's not my favorite either, but if I had to pick, it would fall on the line of episodes I like versus episodes I don't. Yeah.
0: like. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of our fans like it because they can like relate to like the depression aspect, which a lot of young kids mm. really resonate with. So that kind of makes sense. But like other than that, it's, it, for me, like you said, it's like kind of setting everyone up a good up setup to the Episode
1: for uh, episode eight. Yeah, the last episode. I can't
0: believe we're already almost to the finale. I'm, like, freaking out. I'm actually really sad because, you know me, like, I will absolutely re-watch this season again. Oh even God. though we're done with the podcast because I love it that much. But, like, yeah, I'm really sad. This has been so much fun, like, taking notes on every episode and really diving a lot deeper than normal. But yeah, I'm fucking excited for the finale. I I really don't know. Alice and I are very genuine about all this shit. So we honestly haven't recorded or even talked about what we're going to do for the finale. But I do feel like we have to go out with a bang. Even though we're not going out, we have to go out like...
1: For episodes, yeah, with a bang, yeah. So we'll do we'll do it big. Know. We'll do it up big, but also it's we won't not spoil the, it
0: yet. Yeah, but like, we need to brainstorm yeah. something really fun for the finale.
1: We'll do it up big, but also episode eight is not the end. We are gonna keep yeah. bringing you guys the content on a weekly basis for the foreseeable future. We're in quarantine. We got nothing better to do, so we'll be figuring it out. So absolutely, we don't know what it's gonna look like yet. Maybe we'll do like a Euphoria, like. Cooking show, <laughs> that could be Who fun. Knows. Maybe we'll make cows. I mac want to and do mash. drum trivia. Maybe drum we'll trivia. do a trivia episode. Also, we could do a nerd episode. We got a lot of options. So. We
0: have a lot of options. DVD. But also another really important thing. I know it's so fucking annoying, and if anyone knows me personally, who's listening, knows this about me. I really hate advocating for myself, but like I, I fucking love our podcast, and I want us to do well. And I also really, really, really want a special guest. We have so many amazing people on the Euphoria cast that I know have A, maybe seen our podcast or have like dug into it. We know Algie is out there knowing we have a podcast. Like we have connections. So we really want to try and get a special guest on for you guys. So, what will help us the most, and I know it's annoying, but just go to Apple Podcasts if you have it, give us a rating. Give us a five star. I mean, obviously we are five star worthy, but like if you don't think so, we don't fucking care. Put whatever you would like. We want the honest feedback. Leave us a comment, but the Apple reviews are just super important in getting traction. So please, if you can, we would love you to do that. Also, shoot us a DM. A lot of you have been DMing us. We absolutely love it. We answer everyone. Let us know what you want to see in the future. If you have any episode ideas, Alex and I are here
1: listen we are open books
0: yes open books and honestly that's all i have for tonight
1: that's awesome
0: well we'll see you next week and we are so stoked for the finale let's do a little cheers here yeah and i don't know is there anything else no that's it all right that's that's so
1: euphoric
0: see you next week bye